to the Fantasy's Finest Fantasy Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the show. It is officially list rankings, whatever you want to call it. This is that time of season. We're not, we're a couple weeks away from the training camp you know news is starting to die down and it's a lot of you know people throwing out lists and you know people doing their quarterback rankings or they're ranking players so i figure you know well why not you know throw my ring into the in, in my ring i said it i said it completely wrong why don't i throw my hat into the ring and put out the list i have or my rankings for um my positions for fantasy ahead of you know draft season because draft season is coming up next month it's man it's moving it's already it's the middle of july and two weeks you got training camp preseason starts man this is rolling i gotta get these babies out but this is the thing um dan orlowski <laughs> dan orlowski posted his qb list his top 10 and if you look at the list and I'm going to retweet it on my, on my account at hype underscore finest, you can, if you look at it, you can agree with it. If you want to, if you don't, that's fine. You know, I'm going to give you my personal opinion on his list, um, in a second, but I just gotta, (laughs) I just gotta go over what happened. So he posted his list on Twitter. Um, and it caused, it caused a stir. This thing got um, 309 uh, quote tweets, you know, a bunch of comments, everything. But here's his list. Here's his list. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Number two, Aaron Rodgers. Number three, Tom Brady. Number four, Deshaun Watson. Number five, Josh Allen. Number six, Russell Wilson. Number seven, Lamar Jackson. Number eight, Matthew Stafford. Number nine, Ryan Tannehill. And number 10, Dak Prescott. But then he goes on to say, Burrow, Herbert, Kyler, and Baker, right on the cusp, need to see more of it. If healthy and mind right, Wentz is top 10. Carr is flirting with the list too. Come on, bro. Come on. And I've said it before. I like Dan Arvlosky, but come on, bro. You You can't be serious with this list. You, you can't be serious. And and I've said before that I, I believe Dak Prescott is top five. And you have Deshaun. And before anybody before anybody jumps down my throat and says, Dak Prescott is not top five, hear me out. You have Deshaun. And I'm going just based off this list because I wanted to get into something else before we jump into the episode. Um, and before I get deeper in this, this episode is going to be doing our um, my fantasy rankings for the quarterbacks one through 10. Um, we're going to get into these and start knocking down these uh, rankings on uh, the next couple episodes. So quarterbacks one through 10 is this episode. Um, and then we'll be moving on from there. But let me get back into this. So you have Deshaun Watson at number four on Dan Arvlosky's list. Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott have kind of the same. Uh, they have the same stats. Just about. I did an article that on that um on the fantasy's finest. You can go check that out. But they have similar stats. So what is it about Deshaun Watson that you put over Dak Prescott? And I know a lot of people will say, well, he has a better 
um, arm talent. He's naturally a better thrower of the football. But is that enough? Because Dak Prescott has shown you that he's been able to progress as a passer each and every season. And then when the offense switched to passing more, he 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 took it. He took the challenge. So you can't I, I don't really think that's a valid argument. Sure, you're going to have a lot of guys who are who are better um, naturally talented. But if you can't produce, you know, what does it mean? And then, you you know, people will say, oh, well, you know, Dak Prescott hasn't won anything. Well, Deshaun Watson hasn't either. You know, they're both they both have one playoff win. Um, Dak Prescott is actually better in the playoffs than Deshaun Watson. I I just don't see it. And then I can get like Josh Allen is up there. Josh Allen had a fantastic season last year, but he had one season. And you have him over Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson won the MVP. Now, if you want to dispute Dak Prescott and any of that, cool. But Josh Allen over Lamar Jackson? Is it because he's a passer? If you're going to go by that, then you got to bump Lamar down and you got to bump uh, Dak Prescott up. Matthew Stafford hasn't done anything in his career. He doesn't even have a playoff win. Now, I get him going to the Los Angeles Rams is going to boost his his potential and his chances to do more. The Rams are tough. Sean McVay is legit. But he hasn't done anything yet. So to put him in the top 10 just because he got traded to another team? Come on, man. Like, <laughs> like come on man how can you put Dak Prescott at 10 and then say if Carson Wentz is in his his right mind and he's healthy he's top 10 but he was he was healthy last season <laughs> he sucked there's no way in the world you could put you could you can't put Carson Wentz in the top you can't put him nowhere near the top 10 come on man top not in not in reality football not in that kind of ranking like, come on, man. Like, I know, Dan, I know that's your dude, but be fair. <laughs> it was hilarious. Like, if you go in there and read the comments, like, you, I think they do stuff just to poke at Cowboys fans because they know that Cowboys Nation is going to respond to these things. And, you know, that's that's where you're going to get a large majority of comments and retweets because you, you pissed off the, the Cowboys hive. Like, you pissed off Dak hive. And come on. Even if you don't, even if you disagree to put him in the top five, keeping him out of, let's say, the top seven at minimum would be egregious. It, it would be. And for everybody who's who likes to throw that, oh, well, he's just Kirk Cousins 2.0. Kirk Cousins is trash in the playoffs. Go look up his numbers and then compare him to Dak. Who would you want? In the playoffs between Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins, if you had to pick between two of them. And if you say Kirk Cousins, you don't know football. Point blank period. I'm sorry. Kirk Cousins has done a lot of good since he's left Washington. He's done. He's had very good numbers with his time in Minnesota, but he is not Dak Prescott. He's not better than Dak Prescott. Let's 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 get that out. Get out the the way. But it was just funny. And then like uh, Jeff Cavanaugh from 105.3 to fan. Uh, Cowboys radio he dropped his list and he was livid about Matthew Stafford being placed higher than Dak 
And it was just like, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Like, yo, what are you doing? You know, how can you put Matt Stafford higher than Dak? He hasn't done anything, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's just, it was just one of those things where if you saw it, you had to like comment on it, but it was ridiculous. So everybody's putting out their list, you know, they're putting out their rankings. So I figured, you know, why not do mine for fantasy and get it out the way. So before we jump into it, you know what you got to do? Make sure you hit that follow button on your social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Fantasy's Finest. Um, you can hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast player, Google, Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all that good stuff. Hit that subscribe button, share it with your friends, and, you know, comment, get some get some laughs, and share it with your friends, and um, hit us up on social media, too. You can follow the podcast, at Fantasy's Finest, on Twitter, too. Make sure you follow the host. My, me, I already mentioned it earlier, is Hype underscore Finest. You can follow my other co-hosts, Jalen and Mark, at Ace underscore ECA4 and McNux. That's spelled M-C-K-N-U-X. Now, before we jump into the podcast rankings, let's get into some news. Let's see what's going on in the NFL. Let's see what the headlines looking like. News and notes from around the NFL. Right. This one's a little bit older, but I still wanted to talk about it a little bit. Josh Gordon filed for reinstatement with the NFL. Um, Gordon has once again filed for reinstatement to the NFL after being suspended last season after being after suffering a setback with substance abuse in December. I said it on Twitter and I, I, I kind of stand by it. I can't quit Josh Gordon, man. Like it sucks that he has to deal with this kind of demon on his back. But he's just so talented that you have to give him another. You don't have to give him another chance, but he's one of those players that he's done something that's frowned upon in the NFL. But he's trying to get his life back together. It's not like um, like Pac-Man Jones or, you know, any other player who's done something egregious and they didn't really feel or they didn't feel like they were remorseful or anything like that. But like Josh Gordon's actually trying. Like Randy, Gore, Randy Gregory, he's trying to get his life back together. Alden Smith looked like he was trying to get his life back together, but then he had a setback of his own, so the Cowboys didn't pick him up. But you have players that are trying. I think if you're trying to get your life back together, I don't think it should be held against you um, in this kind of manner, especially when you're dealing with something as um, prudent as substance abuse you know he could have fallen off the wagon and he could have ended up you know dead or in jail or something but he's actively trying to do better um i think the nfl should take that into account and then you know see where it lands if he can stay in the league i know he's had plenty of chances before and a lot of people aren't trying to hear that but i'm all for the redemption story man like give get a brother a chance y'all let antonio brown back in the league (laughs) give 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 josh gordon a chance all right let's move on there's some roster bubble news brewing. The 49ers, Jermichael Hasty and Chargers running back Justin Jackson could be looking on the outside in as we get closer to training camp. Matt Burrow and David Lombardi from The Athletic report that Hasty could be placed on the practice squad as the Niners could head into the season with Mostert, um, Trey Sermon, who they drafted in this year's draft, and Wayne Gallman. The Niners also have six-rounder Elijah Mitchell, too. And remember, um, Jeff Wilson 
got hurt. So he's going to be out for four to six months dealing with an injury. So Hasty has, he's got the odds stacked against him. As far as the Chargers go, um, Sports Illustrated's Fernando Ramirez reports that he believes um, Justin Jackson will have to have a stellar camp in order to get his roster spot locked in. They have Jacob Kelly, who they drafted last season ahead of him, and they also have six-rounder Larry Roundtree on the roster too. Moving to Buffalo in the same story, um, Matt Breda looks like he could be on the roster bubble as well. So it's looking like things are starting to get closer to, as we get closer to the training camp, we're going to get more news like this with players um, having, may have, they may have to have a little competition in order to get their roster spots locked in. Signs of life for James Robinson managers. Sports Illustrated's Connor Orr states that the Jags offense could be centered around the run game, which means more opportunities for um, James Robinson as well as Travis Etienne to be involved in offense. Um, Orr pointing out that new Jaguars coaching staff consisting of Urban Meyer, O.C., David Bevel and the passing game coordinator Brian Schottenheimer all like to lean on running the uh, running the ball, um, and they don't want to burn out Trevor Lawrence, which makes sense. You know he's a rookie; he's going to be starting week one, but you don't want to put the entire offense on him. You want him to get eased into the into the NFL speed and be able to get acclimated to everything around him before you start letting him rip. So. You got James Robinson on a, on a, on a, um in the run game. You have Travis Etienne, who they drafted in this this year's draft. So you have a good chance to get some production out of run out of the run game. Now I was a little bit skeptical at first. I'm not gonna lie. I thought that when you drafted Travis Etienne in the first, it was all she wrote for James Robinson. But man, I I, I don't mind being wrong because if you have more running backs that you can use in fantasy, that's more talent in the pool to draft from because we all know the running back pool, especially for bell cows is very shallow. So it's a plus in my book. Hopefully that lends to more fantasy points for James Robinson. Um, and they stick true to this. Moving back to Buffalo, Zach Moss could be the lead back in Buffalo. The athletics, Joe Bascaglia. And I probably I, you know what's messed up? I looked that name up last night, and I was trying to make sure I said it right. <laughs> and I know I, I messed that name up. But Scaglia uh, believes that Moss could be the new lead back for the Bills in 2021 if he continues to improve. Um, he also notes that Moss was the preferred goal line back. Underrated, he has underrated pass catching skills, and he was more punishing. He was a more punishing runner um, in between the tackles as opposed to Devin Singletary. So if Zach Moss can show that he's going to be, he can take that leap to the next level in his second year, um, hopefully that'll that'll be good news for anybody that's looking to target Zach Moss. Um, especially the, uh, I don't know, man, like, you always got to worry about Josh Allen and what he's going to do in the run game, you know, because he's just that deadly with his legs. But we'll we'll get into more of that later. Chargers, Mike Wilson, Mike, not Mike Wilson, Mike Williams expected to play the X spot in Joe Lombardi's offense. Daniel Popper of the Athletics says that he believes that this could mean more work for Williams this season as he's as he looks to have a big year ahead of his 
possible contract extension. This is the last year of his rookie deal um, heading into the 2021 season. And it does look like the Chargers will be throwing the ball quite a bit with Justin Herbert. You saw what he did last year. He was cooking, cooking. So maybe this is a sign that we actually might get something out of Mike Williams this year. Hopefully, because he's he's one of my sleepers. So hopefully, you know, they, he gets the work. Um, and I hope he gets signed, too, because the Chargers are a nice spot uh, for him to be able to, to produce. They pass the ball a ton. So having Mike Williams, like if you look at Mike Williams production the last couple of years, it hasn't. He's flashed. He's a good red zone threat, but they just don't throw him the ball. It's like go long every, almost every other play. Go long, Mike. We'll throw the ball to you. And either he's going to catch it or he's not. He's like Michael Gallup. <laughs> he's like the Michael Gallup of the, the Chargers, pretty much. Hopefully we get more of him this year because he's going to be he's cheap in fantasy right now. So, but that'll wrap up the news. Let's get into these rankings. Quarterback one through ten. And now for our feature presentation. All right. So what I did this year is I went and took the consensus rankings. I went to fantasypros.com and I pulled their consensus ranking consensus rankings for their quarterbacks. I'm actually going to do this for the entirety of the ranking episodes that we do on the fantasy's finance podcast. Cause I want to see where they, I wanted to see where they have guys listed and where I'm placing them. And then, you know, we can talk about that. So to start, I have number one coming in my uh, quarterback one, Josh Allen, the Buffalo bills. His, his, his consensus ranking is number two. Now I, I get that everybody is on the Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's the legit number one. And I that's fine. That's fine. Because I don't think that you can go wrong with Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. I don't think last season is a fluke for Josh Allen. I think that the talent has always been there. But he's been one of those players that needed, you know, a, a legit number one wide receiver. And I know I've said before, like, oh, well, you know, weapons don't always make the quarterback. In this instance, it did to an extent, to an extent. Josh Allen has always had the talent, but he's never had a, a wide receiver that he could work with like Stefan Diggs. If you understand what I'm saying, Diggs helped Josh Allen realize his potential last season. That's not always the case across the board when you look at quarterbacks and um, wide receivers and their tandem and their uh, their tandem. It doesn't always work out that way. Um, like the DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson were great. But look at all the other quarterbacks that DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins had. Were they all top-tier quarterbacks because they had DeAndre Hopkins? No. They Some of them were bums, like uh, <laughs> Brock Osweiler. <laughs> oh, man, I still can't believe that boy got paid. Like, they was just throwing money at him like he was legit. But Josh Allen is my number one quarterback heading into the 2021 season. Um, I just feel like he has the arsenal um, to get the job done. He's got Diggs coming back. He's got Gabriel Davis, who I think a lot of people are sleeping on because I don't care too much for Emmanuel Sanders. I know he can play, but he's 34 years old. It doesn't make sense to me 
to have a 34-year-old wide receiver out there when you have a bona fide stud, at least to me, in Gabriel Davis, who should be the number two. And then you have Cole Beasley, who had a career year last season. Um, He benefited from the elevation that Josh Allen had. And then you have Josh Allen's scrambling ability. He had seven touchdowns last season. Six most, excuse me, he had seven touchdowns last season, but he threw the ball 597 times, six most, most among quarterbacks last year. He's that deadly. So not only can he beat you with the pass, but he can run by you too. And when he gets down to the red zone, you don't know which one is coming. He scored the second most fantasy points inside the red zone at 10.3 fantasy points per game. Only Aaron Rodgers was better. That was it. Only Aaron Rodgers. Josh Allen, if he continues to make this kind of progress, the sky's the limit for him. But that's why I got him at number one. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. Like I said, you can get, I don't think you can go wrong with either one of these guys at the top two spots. Um, I just like the fact that Josh Allen is going to give you that that mobility, that rushing quarterback's, you know, stat that you're not going to get with a lot of quarterbacks, even on this list in my top 10. But Patrick Mahomes, do I really need to go into detail about what Patrick Mahomes can do? He's a monster. He's a he's a monster. 25 fantasy points average uh, in 2020. He finished the QB four. He's got everything. They retool the offensive line. I do like that Miko Hartman is coming in as the number the number two wide receiver. Hopefully, he's more involved than what Sammy Watkins was when he was there. But to me, it was closer to Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen just nudged him out with his running ability. But they have, like, I don't, I'm not going to get into too much detail. Patrick Mahomes is, he's a freak of nature. He's like one of those quarterbacks that just comes around once every hundred years just to do damage. (laughs) That's, That's Patrick Mahomes. Now, Going into number three. Now, I, I meant to say this before I move on. Patrick Mahomes is the consensus number one quarterback in fantasy um, per the experts. So you can do with that what you will. You can debate it. I would like to hear your arguments, too. Do you think that it should be Josh Allen as number one or Patrick Mahomes? But number three, I have Dak Prescott. And I know a lot of people are like, well, how you got Dak Prescott that high? He was the consensus QB five, but I have Dak Prescott at number three. Now I know you have guys like Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson. I get that those guys are legit too. Um, but I think we forget what Dak Prescott did last year because he didn't finish the season because he got hurt. He was literally one of the best passing quarterbacks in the league over the first quarter of the season. He was the QB one from weeks one through four heading into that Giants game in week five. The only other quarterback that was near him was Josh Allen, and he was 354 yards behind Dak Prescott. Behind him. That's how hot Dak uh, Dak Prescott was. And you could say, oh, well, that's because they were down um, because the defense was trash. But we're talking about fantasy. You want yardage. You want the points. Who's going to give them to you? Dak Prescott was giving them to you. He was leading. 
he was the number one quarterback over the first four weeks of the season. And they're expecting, you know, the Cowboys defense to be bad again this year. So if Dak Prescott has to get into the position to do the heavy lifting with the offense, who's who would have been better? Now, we could do the on pace stuff. And I know some people don't really like that, but he he's shown you if he was on pace, he was going to break. He was not only going to break Cowboy records, he was going to make break passing records, touchdown records that season because he had to throw the ball that much. It was almost 50, 50 passes a game because he had to get the Cowboys back into the game by throwing the ball. And he has weapons. You know, we already, we've, how many, how much, how much have we talked about CD lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Blake Jarwin, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony. We like, we talked about all these guys. He's got one of the best offenses in the league. That's why I have him at number three. Number five is a nice spot on a consensus, but I think that's a little, that might be a little too low. Now, Moving on to number four, I have Lamar Jackson. Now, the reason why I moved him down, he's the consensus number four. The reason why I don't have him higher on my list is because this year, and I believe I've said this before too, I believe that Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense is going to be more balanced. Greg Roman has said that that's what they want to do. They want to make changes to the offense because last season, Lamar Jackson had said that defenses were calling out their plays. They knew their playbook. Things were too stale. And to top it off, Lamar Jackson is trying to get paid. The Ravens want to see if Lamar Jackson can be a more consistent passer. I firmly believe this. You're not going to go out like the days of Michael Vick. Those are dead. You haven't seen another scrambling quarterback that can that can get paid like Michael Vick did in his day. I don't think that that's going to happen. They're going to want to see Lamar Jackson progress as a passer. And they've given him the weapons to be able to do that. They drafted two wide receivers in this year's draft in Tylen Wallace and uh, Rashad Bateman. They brought in Sammy Watkins. They have Marquise Brown, another guy who's being slept on this year. They're going to see if Lamar Jackson can pass that ball and if he does which i think he will i think he's the type of player that he's up for the challenge we already know how damaging he can do on the ground in the run game i think a little more balanced attack a few more passing attempts is going to make lamar jackson deadly this year but we have to see what that progress is going to be that's why i have him at number four um along with the consensus i'm fine with that spot i think that he's going to be a problem this year if I can't, like, let's say, if I can't get Dak Prescott, I would not mind having Kyler, I mean, not Kyler, uh, Lamar Jackson as my QB1 at all. So, yeah, number four. All right, moving on to number five, Kyler Murray, Arizona Cardinals. He's the QB3 on the consensus um, rankings. Now, similar to Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, I think they want to get him to pass the ball a bit more take some of the running work out of his hands um i think that week 11 game against new england when he got hurt um it kind of spooked him and then the rest of the way he kind of struggled outside of that eagles game in week 14 where he cooked them but the Eagles secondary was trash anyway so it's like he was on fire for most of the season up until that game 
I think with the additions of AJ Green and Rondell Moore, you have Christian Kirk. You got a lot of speed out there with those two wide receivers to go along with DeAndre Hopkins. They brought in James Conner. I know that's not a crazy name that everybody is all excited about, but between him and Chase Edmonds, I think they want to take the ball out of Kyler Murray's hands a little bit more this year, get him to pass the ball. A.J. Green is a better red zone uh, threat than what they've had outside of DeAndre Hopkins. So he can pass the ball. He can pass the ball a bit more in those kind of situations. That's why. But I don't think he's going to be better than what Lamar Jackson can give you if both of them are passing the ball. I think um, combining, you know, you look at their rushing ability. And I know um, Kyler Murray had did damage last year. He had like, what, 10, 12 rushing touchdowns last year. He was he was it was a nightmare. But I don't think that that kind of upside is going to happen again this year. It might be one of those outlier situations where it's like, man, he's just too hot to stop on the ground. But I don't think that, that kind of production you're going to get out of Kyler Murray. I think he wants to continue to develop as a passer, too. So we can see a probably a lesser downturn of running attempts from him, but an upturn in his passing ability. Number six, Justin Herbert. He's the consensus QB seven. Um. Herbert was Herbert was a guy that I missed on last year, not for like picking him in the beginning of the season to do damage. But um, I had when I when Dak Prescott went down, he was on waivers in one of my leagues and like I flinched like, I, you know, how you like you went in and put it in the claim. You could put in the claim late like you could have got him earlier in the week, you know, while waivers were still on and you have to put in a waiver claim. And then, like, you waited, so you have to wait th- for waivers to set through. Cost me. I ended up getting Derek Carr in this league, and I was so mad. And one of my friends picked up uh, Justin Herbert. Now, I made it to the playoffs in this league, but it was not fun. Like, I struggled. <laughs> I struggled with Derek Carr trying to get into the playoffs, man. It was not a good look. But Justin Herbert, man, he's going to be a problem. He has the potential to crack higher up on this he's he has the potential to finish higher on this list he finished the qb9 in his rookie season he has a boatload of weapons we talked about mike williams uh keenan allen they fixed up their offensive line this year in the draft they picked up uh left tackle Rashawn slater um they picked up um cory lens lindsley in free agency he doesn't offer the uh, rushing upside that other quarterbacks on this list do, but he can move. But he's is more of a he's going to be one of those guys that he's going to scramble if he needs to. He's going to be passing from the pocket, and he can do damage there. That's why he finished inside the top ten. So Justin Herbert, I like him this year. I have him at number six. Um, plus the Chargers had the sixth best passing offense last season anyway. So you have. You see what kind of upside Justin Herbert is going to give you um, as one of those top-tier quarterbacks. And then they get Austin Eckler back, so that should help too. You know, he's not going to be chucking it downfield the whole time. He can actually have um, a consistent running back that he can dump the ball off if he needs to. Um, and then they got Jared Cook. I don't, I'm not crazy about Jared Cook, but he's there. So, you know, you got a safety, safety valve too. Not really crazy about that, but... Outside of Cook, Justin Herbert is going to be a problem this year. Number seven, Tom Brady. 
the GOAT. Now, I feel like the consensus, they have him at the QB 11. I think that's a little too low. You got to put some respect on Brady's name. He finished inside the top 10 last year. And he didn't even know the playbook. Brady said it himself that he didn't know the playbook until midseason. So he was just reading off his gauntlet. And then I think he was quoted as saying he was reading off his gauntlet and he was just trying to picture how the plays looked. Get out of here. You mean to, <laughs> you mean to tell me he had a playbook down this whole like till midseason? But then you put him at the QB 11, you put him outside the top 10. How? I, I don't get that because when you look at what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have heading into the season, they brought all their weapons back. They have one of the best offensive lines in the league. Their defense is top 10, top five, top three, wherever you want to put them, they up there. And then they have a legit running game who, and you know, Ronald Jones is not a wild name, but you have Ronald Jones, you have um, Leonard Fournette, Giovanni Bernard. They have a lot of weapons. You know, look at the tight end spot. They got two legit tight ends. They have three, but for whatever reason, they're not going to trade Cameron Brait. But they're all legit tight ends. Like, everybody thought Gronk was going to be a bum, and he, he was balling last season for the most part. He finished inside the top 10 among tight ends after being out for a year. So Brady has weapons out the, out the yin-yang. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just got... A lot. He has a lot to to work with, and then his division is cake too. Drew Brees is gone. Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons. They don't have a defense to save anybody out there. That's a shootout. That's shootout territory. And Carolina, you really think Sam Darn? If Sam Darnold somehow beats the Bucks this year, I don't know what I'll do. But I'm pretty sure when I get the guys on, we'll we'll work something out. <laughs> but Sam, Tom Brady at 11, I think that's a little too low. I have him at the QB seven. He's one of those guys that you'll probably be able to grab later on in the draft. And if you, if he's up there, I think you should take him. He's got, he threw 40 touchdowns last season in a new team without knowing the playbook. Ridiculous. Tom Brady, y'all put some respect on Tom Brady's name. Um, He's still a top tier fantasy quarterback. You know, everybody's worried about that fall off when father time gets there. But that's, I don't think that's something you need to worry about. Coming in at number eight, Russell Wilson. Ah, he's the consensus QB six in their quarterback rankings. I move Russell down. I don't think that he's done. I don't think that he's cooked. I don't think anything like that. But there does seem to be on some, some uncertainty on how they want to proceed this year. Russell wants to throw the ball as any quarterback would. But Pete Carroll has been championing championing, um, going back to the run game. I don't know how this is going to impact Russell Wilson. That's just my concern. If they let him cook like they did last year, but figure out how to help him out when the deep ball isn't there, then, you know, I would consider moving him up. I think they tried to address that with Gerald Everett. Um, They haven't had a tight end on the team that can help um, Russell Wilson out when he gets into a pinch. You have Tyler Lockett, you have DK Metcalf. Those are legit deep threats. But when the deep ball isn't there, where can he go with the ball? Chris Carson was in and out of the lineup until he got hurt. Uh, 
who else? You had DJ Dallas. You had a couple other guys that were like, you know, hit or miss. But I think that tight end position where Jeremy Graham used to be and, you know, who was the I can't think of the other boy's name who was there last year. But they had to try to they tried to get the tight end position involved in the offense and then they kept going down. They kept getting hurt. So I think Gerald Everett has a chance to be one of those sleeper tight ends that benefits from being used in that offense. But if they decide to run the ball more, I I don't know where that's going to put Russell Wilson at. I would rather go after the other guys that are higher up on this list than Russell Wilson. If it was last year, you know, we saw what Russ was doing. He was doing he was doing major damage. But then halfway through the season, that back half, it was looking ugly. Looking ugly. Um actually have it. From <laughs> from weeks one through eight, Russell Wilson was the QB one. But then he dropped off at the, from the rest of the season from weeks 10 through 15. He was the QB 15. So I don't know where to, I don't know which direction the Seahawks offense is going to go. Um, I hope that they continue to let Russell Wilson throw the ball, but there's going to be some back and forth with that. And I don't want to get caught up in that on my fantasy team. Coming in at number nine, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the consensus number eight quarterback. Now, to be honest, I would have had him a little higher on this list, but because of all the drama with him and the Packers offense, not the offense, the uh, front office, I couldn't put him any higher. Now, I do believe he's going to come back. Um, I did actually did an article on that, too, on the fantasiesfinest.com, and I feel like July 27th, when they have to report to training camp, Aaron Rodgers is going to come back. But until everything is confirmed and concrete, I can't risk putting him a little higher on this list. But Rodgers hasn't shown any signs of slowing down. He was the QB2 last year. He averaged 24 fantasy points a game, fifth best among quarterbacks last season. This dude, Aaron Rodgers, is I think he's on the level of Tom Brady in regards to being one of those older quarterbacks that has the potential to play well into his 40s if he decides to the arm talent isn't going anywhere it's just a matter of whether or not the Packers you know for football purposes can continue to get better on you know is it the defense that's not getting it done I don't think that that's it does he have enough weapons that could be debatable because you know he has Devontae Adams and then behind him it's like you know who's that number two wide receiver that's stepping up we saw glimpses of that of that with Alan Lazard, uh, Marquise Valdez-Scantling is there. You know, they have Devin Fungers, but he opted out. He opted out for COVID last year. Aaron Jones is there. They have weapons, Robert Tanyan, you know, but Aaron Rodgers has the potential to play longer into his career. I don't think that he's worried about father time. Um, and he's just, if he... If he wasn't doing these shenanigans, <laughs> I would have had him higher up on my list, man. Rodgers is a problem. He's always been a problem. So, you know, is he's one of those quarterbacks that you could probably get him later because everybody's going to target those rushing quarterbacks, get them off the boards first, and then you got the, the passing OGs later on in the list. So Aaron Rodgers is going to be a problem. You just need him to show up to camp and uh, hunker down and get everything settled. Now, Wrapping up my top 10, heading into the fantasy season. 
Matthew Stafford, the Los Angeles Ram. He is, is the consensus number 12. He's the consensus number 12 quarterback. Now, at 10, I feel like you can get this kind of this kind of value for Matthew Stafford is going to be something that you can get later on in the draft. Um, but I don't think there's a lot of guys that you could put ahead of him in even on the consensus rankings because I won't give it away. Well, you can go look, you know, like I said, I pulled it from Fantasy Pros, so you can go see and we can debate that if you will put anybody else inside the top 10 or move anybody else down. But for Matthew Stafford, I think that he's landed in a great situation with the Rams. Um, he's always been one of those 4,000-yard throwing or passing uh, quarterbacks. Uh, but he hasn't, as of late, he's had weapons, but the team itself hasn't been great. So he's never been able to, or he has, he's, hasn't had the potential to be able to stick higher up on these rankings than where he's been placed over the last couple of years. But he goes to the Rams after being traded from the Lions this offseason. He gets Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. He has a better offensive line. Um, he has Cam Akers as his running back and um, Daryl Henderson. I'm not going to slack on him. But the offensive line heading into this season was is ranked eighth among all offensive lines per uh, pro football focus. They finished third last season in 2020. So the offensive line is much better than what it was in Detroit. Um, he has a boatload of weapons. Also like that young boy, uh, tight end Jacob Harris. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with him in, in terms of, you know, potential this season. But if they're going to be throwing the ball a ton, they're going to need other people to get involved. You got Tyler Higby, um, who I, some have told it as one of those sleeper tight ends that you should be looking to target. Um, I don't know. Personally, um, Tyler Higby is not on my radar per se. Um, if I'm looking to get any pass catcher from um, the Rams, it would be Cup or Woods and even um, Jefferson. I'm looking at Jefferson, too, but those are the top two guys I want to grab. Um, it's easy to be jaded a little bit on the Rams passing attack because you had Jared Goff last season and they finished um, the 13th passing offense in the league last year. But. I think Matthew Stafford, I think we can all safely say that Matthew Stafford is a much better quarterback than Jared Goff is. So with that change in the guard, um, I'm looking at Matthew Stafford. He's at the he's at the end of my rankings. I mean, for good reason. He's a little older. You know, we don't really know. We have, you know, projections of what he could do in that offense, but we don't know. Um, but I think I would take Matthew Stafford over a bunch of guys. Um, that would be in my next section of the list, 11 through 20. Um, like I would like Kirk Cousins. I definitely would take Matthew Stafford over Kirk Cousins or Baker Mayfield. So, you know, just let me know what you think. What do you think of the rankings? Now I'll repeat them from one to 10. Josh Allen at one. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. Number three, Dak Prescott. Number four, Lamar Jackson. Number five, Kyler Murray. Number six, Justin Herbert. Number seven, Tom Brady. Number eight, Russell Wilson. Number nine, Aaron Rodgers. And number 10, Matthew Stafford. So let me know what you think of my rankings. You like them? You hate them? Who you think I should move up? Who should I move down? Let's talk about it. We're going to be posting this on all our social media. So make sure you hit the comment section. Let me know what y'all think. 
but that'll wrap it up for this episode i appreciate you guys listening checking us out make sure to hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform hit the share button too and if you're on apple throw some ratings man hit us with some some of them stars man some of them stars i want some of them stars but thanks for listening you guys be safe enjoy the rest of your day and we'll talk to you on our next episode listening to the fantasy's finest podcast be sure to join the community on facebook and follow us on twitter too at the fantasy's finest see you next episode